Hello once again, everybody, and welcome to another fun and rousing edition of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get started, as always, the show is brought to you by Smart Mark Video. Make sure you pick up all of the AIW shows at Smart Mark Video right now, including the one that we will talk about on this show. Uh, we also want to give a shout-out to our sponsors at Angelo's Pizza. Make sure you pick up an award-winning Angelo's Pizza on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. And, of course, big thanks to Jack Prince, who takes care of all of our printing needs. Make sure they take care of yours as well, along with logos, signs, graphics, and any sort of apparel needs that you have. Head to jackprince.com. That's J-A-K-Prince.com. That's right. And that voice that you just heard, of course, is Chandler Biggins, one of the owners of AIW. We're sitting here alongside him and John Thorne, the other yes, owner of I am AIW. Here. I am here. Hopefully I did an okay job last week. My name is Steve Guy. We're happy to have you along. Today we are going to talk about uh, the most recent of the AIW shows, The Season of the Witch. This was uh, one of our recent shows that was held off the normal site over at Tequila Jacks in Menor on the Lake, Ohio, uh, this past October, and it was quite the affair, as it always is, at Tequila Jacks. And uh, people are always fascinated how we name the shows, and... Uh, because it was the holiday season, I'm not really much of a horror buff, but uh, Mr. Thorne is, so he got to pick this one. Yeah. Halloween 3 Season of the Witch is one of the greatest movies of all time ever made. Never seen it. Had to pay homage to it. I tried to watch Freddy vs. Jason last night. Uh, it wasn't happening. Tom Atkins, baby. One of the greatest actors of, of all time. If, if you had watched... Uh, also starred Freddy Night of the Creeps. That'll be an AIW show one day. Night of the Creeps? Yeah. Who would be on a Night of the Creep show right now off the top of your head? Everybody that goes to the after party. <laughs> <laughs> Just a card full of matches with the Weird World. Anybody that goes to a school parking lot. I'm going to have to make my unretirement again for that show. <laughs> King well, of the Creeps. Let's kick off this talk. There were there were some newcomers to the AIW card in this show, but the show did feature everybody's favorite, the Laredo Kid, which means we more than likely have another exciting Laredo well, Kid story. Before we get to that, you know, these uh, these Tequila Jack shows, like, I personally like them because they're kind of like, I don't want to call them house shows, but they give us the opportunity to do, like, a little bit of a looser format and try some different things and uh, try to book some people that normally we couldn't, you know, feature on a regular Mount Carmel show or something like that. Uh, so we kind of try to give these shows at Tequila Jacks. They're about you know an hour outside of Cleveland. We try to give them kind of a different vibe, like a more you know a, a fun kind of party vibe. Try different guys out, um, and you know and and see if they impress some people. Definitely a more student oriented show. Well, it's you know, and that's the thing is like with them, same thing. We can't really put a lot of those guys on every Mount Carmel show. You know, like if if we could, we would, but. You know, we're fully aware that if we're just shoving just our students down everyone's throats, people are, aren't going to like that. You know, people aren't going to be buying the DVDs and the MP4s and stuff like that. So we're conscious of trying not to over, you know, be overbearing with, you know, hey, these are our students. You know, they're they're doing good because people, you know, as much as they want new talent, they want to hate everything new at the same time. Right. Because it's the unknown. So these bar shows kind of give us an opportunity to give them um, better experience because, you know, if they even most of the time, if they even make it on a Mont Carmel show, for the most part, 
until they get established. You know, they're doing scrambles and, you know, multi-man matches and stuff like that. This kind of, you know, this format kind of lets us feature them more and put them in uh, more traditional kind of learning, you know, situations, you know, singles matches, tag team, you know, regular tag team matches. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's good for them. Um, it also kind of helps the school kind of, you know, keep going because, you know, they are getting these opportunities. They are getting to wrestle. Um, and it's kind of crazy since Johnny Gargano left. It seems like we've gotten uh, double the amount of students. Yeah, we almost have to run two classes now, people have already asked. Yeah, it's because, uh, I mean, we've probably we've probably had, I don't know, 10 people sign up in the last month, which is insane. Um, it's, it's a good problem to have, but, you know, you, at the end of the day, these guys are going to wrestling school because they want to be wrestlers and they want to wrestle, so... Uh, I thought they went to wrestling school to be the guy who sold the pizza or the uh, merchandise. Put the ring together. Put the ring together. Go get the uh, go buy the beer. Professional U-Haul driver. U-Haul driver, ring crew. <laughs> uh, hang up posters at the at the fucking venue to cover the windows up so fans can't look in in line. <laughs> <laughs> that that is a major issue every time. That is a major job to have if you're an AIW student. You got to hang posters up over the window so fans can't look in. But uh, learning how to put wristbands on, which there's a huge learning curve. Oh, selling beer tickets, uh, big big learning curve on the uh, you know the cash exchange. Fifty fifty raffles is like a it's like a puzzle. Fifty fifty raffles. Figure it out. No, not good. At the, they're not good at the fifty fifty. Like magic raffle. eye poster. Big big learning curve finding a student that actually has a car that can go uh, buy things for us, like or ice. a car that could go on the freeway. Oh yeah, some don't have cars that can go on freeways. Some don't have cars that can can uh, hold ice long enough because they have the, have the no heat air conditioning. They have to have the heat on running at all times. Well, this show already getting off the rails, and we're ta- since we're talking about cars and students with cars. What about when you have a student who has a car? Like a season of the witch, and he finds out for the first time that he has a car alarm. Uh, no, it's not a car alarm <laughs> that was set off. So we have a student. We will. We won't name him. We're gonna name him. His name is. <laughs> okay, we're gonna name him. <laughs> this story may offend some people. So if you get offended easily, please mute the next three to five minutes. So he finds a nice gal at the Tequila Jags bar. He didn't know her previously. No. Oh. And he wants to. She wants to know. I don't more. think she was there for wrestling. I don't know. I could be mistaken. I think she might have just been a Tequila Jacks regular. Because there was a lot of Tequila Jacks people that came in, and they're like, "What is going on?" And I'm like, "Wrestling tickets are twenty dollars." And they're like, "Okay." So there was like a whole side of the bar that was just like Tequila Jacks regulars. There was one couple, an older couple, that showed up because they had seen an ad on Yelp, my favorite <laughs> app. They saw a review on Yelp and went to Tequila Jacks. This is a true story. But oh, I thought they were reviewing AW yeah, concession like, stand. Like, no, yeah, no, no, on no, Yelp. No, no. This is amazing. They, they, they were on a date, like a date night for like a couple in their like fifties or sixties, and they decided to go to Tequila Jacks and Men Around the Lake, Ohio. Date night, Men Around the Lake. Yeah, yeah. yeah Pro wrestling. Ninety minute fried appetizers. So, anyways, uh, we're we we hear this alarm. That was go- a fucking. That was a little bit of vengeance, you had, man. <laughs> was there? That was a little too long of a wait. John Taffer would not be happy. <laughs> so, anyways, we hear this alarm going off, and we're like, "Is somebody breaking into a car or something?" And it was in the back where the workers park their cars, and it is just going on and on and on, sirens and sirens. Uh, we discovered that he didn't even know he had this. But it's an anti-theft alarm that almost every car has that if you shake a car so violently, it goes off. It's not a car alarm per se, 
But uh, do you think that may be also like an earthquake alarm yeah, of some probably. sort? Yeah, <laughs> Like it would it would go off in an earthquake. I'm I'm assuming. I don't know anything about cars. This is what I was told by a mechanic on site. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was a mechanic on site. I mean, a mechanic hey, at the show, and he explained this to me. Another good job if you're a student is to be a mechanic because uh, myself and Chandler Briggins don't know anything about uh, cars. Uh, we once had, Portia Perez once had to fix our radiator fluid. Yeah, because I don't know anything about that shit. Oh, it's the rad fluid. So what you're saying is that... His car was shaking tremendously, and the alarm went off. And he didn't. He didn't stop. He was just railing away like a freight train. Be, uh, no, you know, pardon the pun, man scout. But the freight train is coming down the track, and the alarm is going off, and it doesn't stop because he doesn't think it's his car. He thinks you know another car in the parking lot is. I just realized I'm probably gonna bleep the uh, person in question's name just in case he has a wife or uh, anything like that. I don't think he does. You never know, though. You, you never, never know. He might have he a might wife. Have two girlfriends. Have many children somewhere. Might have, yeah, he might have a. You might have many girlfriends. He might have a wife. He might. You know. I'm gonna. So he's gonna be anonymous. This is gonna be a little bleep ski. Okay. He was wearing a Guy Fox mask. He was anonymous. I, who? I don't even know what that I means. I don't either. Yeah. That was a good. It's the, it, it's it. the anonymous. Group. It'd be like the time you I know, had uh, periphery right, and you fucking. Oh, you you fucking he had periphery right. Yeah, I I told him that that was a word. Everybody, oh, you and every fucking buddy else with a Twitter account. I was like, hey, yeah, it's a word. Listen, uh, fucking, here's going to be my rant, people, Twitter. <laughs> if you're around Chandler Biggins for more than the 40 minutes that we do this show, you would know that he mispronounces 90% of the fucking things that he says. So, I, so much so that a lot of people theorize that he does it on purpose. So that word, periphery, that I am not familiar with because, you know, I'm not... Uh, not much of a man of the literature. I think it was uh, just used on WWE recently as okay. well, and I thought I haven't watched maybe, w- maybe I haven't I, watched WWE since the fucking ruthless aggression era. Maybe I saw it on Ryback's uh, Word of the Day Snapchat. <laughs> so, for me to call him out on all the things he mispronounces was justified amongst people that know him uh-huh. and listen to him talk this fucking nonsense. Periphery, I was right. Just a minute. One. Time you were right one out of a million times. I'm trying to think of something he mispronounces all the time. See, you can't even think of it. Well, it's a great segue. So back into the card of the season of the witch. It still bothers me. He says macaronis and cheese. Because it's not just mac one macaroni. It's macaronis. It's but it's it is called macaroni and cheese. Tor, tor. No, you fucking. That's not how you say it. <laughs> So on this, this card, is pissing we, me off we, already. We talked about Let's we had talk a, about the show. Let's just have a fucking debate. About no, we gotta have the debate in a couple weeks when we get Tom Dunn and the Potato together. That's right. Oh yeah, man. I want I want people to really really get on those guys on Twitter about their Sean versus right. Brett esque. The who next, needs next Hil- show here? Who needs Hillary and Trump? We're gonna have two independent wrestling referees going at it. From what I understand, Potato Potato ripped out a part of Tom Dunn's scalp. He had some of his hair in his hand. Tom Dunn had hair to rip out at this point. Yes, yeah, is part of his mustache. <laughs> oh, really? Facial hair. Yes. Flavor wow. saver. Potatoes. Oh, potatoes. A scrappy guy. Oh, I could see that easily. Well, speaking of potato, uh, you brought up the Laredo kid earlier. Yeah. And that's Potato's best friend. That's right. Oh yeah. Uh, potato is 100% the personal assistant of the Laredo kid when he's in Cleveland, Ohio. So I'm the. The AIW students show up with the ring at Tequila Jacks. Yeah. And then I'm the next one there, but they said, oh, we walked 
um, wherever in the park, because it's like in a shopping lot or yeah, it's like lot. a giant eagle grocery store there. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. a strip mall or whatever. So they went to a Chinese buffet, and I go, well, you know, I'm, I'll wait for you guys. So I'm waiting there. Our fucking students really, uh, really reading the labels, man. They go to the fucking Chinese buffet. Roland Alexander would be fucking disappointed. Yeah, there's not even labels there. <laughs> they don't even have labels to read at the Chinese buffet. You don't even know what it is half the time, what you're slapping These on fucking guys got to perform later in the night. I was so pissed when I heard this. <laughs> That's a lot of MSG f- going in those veins. The whole fucking crew of them. They go to the fucking buffet for hours. And they made Frankie Flynn sit by himself. Oh, poor Frankie. Poor guy. Well, he is, he's an eccentric. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and I'm waiting around for these guys, and I was checking my phone, because we weren't allowed to get in at this point from Tequila Jacks, because every time we show up, they remodel the place. Oh, man, fucking, I don't know where they get the money, but they remodel nice. the fuck out of that place. It looks nice now. Eh, they, they remodel it, I'll just say that. <laughs> so anyway, like a fucking country western saloon. What, they, what they kind of places are you going to? Uh, how many country western saloons just nail pallets to the wall and say they're done? It's not a pallet, dude. They look like a saloon. No, where's yeah. the fucking wagon wheel or the... The bull's head. This is uh, the the wood thing. That's it's in. That right was now. wood grain, dude. No, that's pallet. They nailed. What do you all... know about wood? Hey, man, I'm from the country. Yeah. Okay, just because you fucking got a lake in your fucking backyard or whatever. Hey, man, I get down with a line dance once in a while. Watch that wedding footage. <laughs> you probably <laughs> never went to that teenage dance club, the Boot Scootin' Saloon, back in the day. Oh yeah, no, I didn't. I missed that uh, UWC show. But you've never been to the. Oh, I went there on a date when I was seventeen with the, Christy King. The Dusty Armadillo. You probably never been there either. Oh. That's out of your way. So, anyways, we're getting really off fucking <laughs> <Sure> topic. <are. laughs> yeah. So we show. I just, I, I just, I'm upset about this guy judging the the decor of Tequila Jacks. <laughs> I thought it looked nice. I thought it looked nice too. It was okay. It looked nice. <laughs> How many okay. bars you going to? I'm not a big bar guy. Yeah, yeah, well, you're, you yeah. Go. As we learned last week, you're a big mango tea guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there waiting for everybody to come back, and all of a sudden I see Laredo Kid and Potato, and they walk up to my car. Laredo and Potato, man, that's Laredo a fucking, and Potato. That's a, that's a reality show. Yeah, right there. S- some Spanish speaking channel needs to make. So Potato comes to my car and he meets up with me and we're talking about something. All of a sudden I just see Laredo bolt away, like, mid disappearance. Just, just. Disappears. And as you'll find out in a moment, this isn't the first of the day. And Potato runs and goes to stop him and goes, where are you going, man? He goes, I told you in the car, I want the cheap snacks. Loves the (laughs) snacks, man. Loves, no, cheap snacks. Cheap snacks. He was going to go get a hot and ready from Little Caesar. The peso is down, man. Yeah, it is. The peso's down, so he's trying to. (laughs) He's trying to get one of those $5 hot and readies. Oh, yeah, like. I don't know how this guy looks the way he does, man. He wants. He's in great shape. He yeah. wa- I mean, it's the Laredo Boot Camp. If anybody's friends with him on Facebook, I think <laughs> the guy runs his own gym called Laredo Boot Camp. He just flips tires with his in mask. In Laredo, on, Texas. And he just wears his mask and he just flips fucking tires all the time. But this guy looks great and he just wants to kill some. Dude, you know what I fucking look like if I ate a fucking hot and ready? Gary from Smart Mark Video gave me one piece of crazy bread. Thought like it felt like I gained fifteen pounds right <laughs> there. This guy is fucking. Laredo boot camp going right for the fucking hot and ready. So then Potato and him end up wanting to kill time because Laredo just doesn't want to hang out in this country western bar. Probably looks like every bar in Texas. Sure. So he goes. That was racist and, towards Texas, yeah. I think. Country western, was, you know, western theme. Texas. Texas. <laughs> well, I'm going to take you guys outside to be a Texecutioner. Oh, <laughs> shout out. <laughs> shout out to Jay Hinkle. <laughs> Tapout.com. So. 
We so Laredo Kid and Potato went to Shucks, the mall. Chuck Solomon, shout out, dude. Uh, they went to the mall P-Fresh and just like hung that. out all day like they were teenagers. At Great Lakes Mall Great in Mineral, Ohio. Yeah, Laredo Kid and Potato just hanging out at the food court. Hot topic, you know, doing all the fucking yeah. teenage shit. Laredo, Laredo built the ba- built a bear. No, he didn't. No, I don't think so. That would have been amazing. I didn't think they were too expensive. <laughs> yeah, he didn't build. He didn't build a bear. They hung out in the arcade. Oh. You know, the potato, shitty little arcade that they have in Mall. Potato said he left some uh, flyers at the Suncoast video there, and uh, they... Uh, there's no way there's a Suncoast video there. No. There's a family video right next to Tequila Jack's. There is a video store next to Ke- yeah. Te- Te- Tequila Jack's. Family video. And rumor has it the Duke went to the porn section. Just leaving wow. that out there. Well, the, the Duke... <laughs> Obviously a man that doesn't know you can get free porn on the internet still. I will say so I saw Duke with a bag of VHS tapes at one point. Jeff Cobb was on this card. He was I'm not, we're not done with Laredo yet. Okay. I was just gonna say Jeff Cobb was though he was very enthralled the fact that there was a family video in existence when we pulled in. This is Ohio, brother. This is in California. <laughs> yeah, this is in California, man. So Physical La- media lives here. So Laredo kid spends his day at the mall. At the mall, right? With potato. With potato. So Fast fast forward to the show's getting ready to the show's starting right right like, you know it's it's first match is going on Gringo Loco runs up to me he goes dude 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 it's happening it's happening it's happening it's happening <laughs> I was like what is happening you know <laughs> You're I thought thinking like a disaster or something yeah right? man I think you know fucking some real cowboys just showed up at Tequila Jacks and some shit's about to go down and they want to know where their pallets were he's like it's happening it's happening it's happening I was like what he goes come come with me come with me come with me because Laredo's in mid-disappearance. I caught him. And off into the <laughs> distance, the sun is setting. And there goes Laredo just walking into the abyss of nothing. <laughs> I have no idea where he's going. I snapped a couple pictures. I put it uh, I put it on Twitter that night. He's just mid-disappearance. Gringo Loco had an eye on him all night because he wanted to catch he wanted to catch the disappearing disappearance. Yeah. Like I think part of him, you know, didn't believe that the Laredo kid just disappears without any notice. <laughs> he caught a mid disappearance. This guy is just in the middle of this parking lot of the shopping center going towards no no stores. Like No, no, no. He was headed to Marks. That the only thing on that side is the Marks. Okay. Well, maybe he's going to Marks. Yeah, I don't know. He wanted some discount deep discount prices. But uh Marks for, you know, the people that listen around the world don't know is a discount grocery store chain in ohio no it's like a just a store yeah, it's discount grocery well, it's a discount, store. but it's yeah. not a grocery store yeah, they yeah, groceries they got, there well they have groceries but it's not a produce store. they got clothes they got all yeah sorts they got of stuff. all yeah. sorts of shit but i would it's say been... it's like a walmart okay no. it's not a walmart <laughs> it's like a smaller version it's of a walmart smaller version of a walmart but they have a pharmacy they have clothing they have well, that's uh, like okay. a grocery store has a pharmacy they, they have, have diy they have sporting goods oh they, they don't have not. all of that dude yes, they do no. no but i'm gonna go vine uh video uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh marks right now okay, let's not argue right. about marks okay <laughs> yeah. it's it's not a walmart it's like uh it's like a fucking shittier version of aldi's uh if people know what all these way, is, yeah, way less groceries and way more stuff, though. No, it's they got a, a lot of groceries. They got a, yeah, they got quite a few groceries. Five aisles out of thirty. Oh, tons of oh, stuff, dude. So much groceries. Okay, there. everybody, go to my Vine right now, and I'll do oh, six. Can't seconds. go to Vine anymore. Oh, it's still around for a little bit. <laughs> so I don't Just know kidding. where I don't know where Laredo's going. This is really getting off fucking yeah. on a tangent. Well, though. no one ever knows where Laredo's going. I think it was the so. Point. He disappears. I snap a couple of pictures. An hour passes by. I see Laredo kid. I go, Laredo, where'd you go, man? You disappeared. He goes, 
uh, Chinese food. And that was it. <laughs> that was it. That was all he said to me. He got some, he, so he, just like the fucking students, all went so and hit the fucking Chinese buffet. But he went alone with his mask on. Do you trust him more going there, though, with all the flippy shit that he's going to do? He's got to know his system. Right, fueled on MSG, brother. <laughs> He's got to know that. Okay. that's either going to be here's good or the bad thing: none of our students are doing the Laredo boot camp. Well, tire that's flip, true. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, he fucking disappeared, and he went to the Chinese buffet by himself. If you're one of the people that run the Chinese buffet, and you see this guy come in in a lucha mask, what do you? I think? would think he was a burglar, but apparently this <laughs> is no. Just, they loved it. Yeah, this just happens. He just goes with the mask on. He signs autographs. They don't even know. They just realize he's oh, something. That's a Teddy Hart move. <laughs> hey, funny how two weeks after a broken leg, he's just back working. <laughs> oh. There we go again. All right. So we talked about the students get to wrestle a lot on this mat, uh, this card. Oh, and we had a student debut. We had, we had quite a Seven few. Seven foot tall. I was going to say that was next. We already mentioned, well, we mentioned Jeff Cobb was there, but he's been in here before. Uh, Student-wise, we had Dr. Dan was on the show. Yeah, versus the debuting Man Scout. The Man Scout. That's what I was going to say, because you mentioned Man Scout in your story about somebody Freak setting off the car alarm. Man Scout has, I don't think more people have suggested that we book Man Scout ever. Uh, Kevin Steen, uh, now Kevin Owens, that was a big guy he put over. He loves Jake uh, Manning. Colt Cabana. Loves him. Like, so many people are like, book this guy, book this guy, book this guy. And, like, he's been trying to get on for so long, and it's just... You can't book everybody sort of thing. But like I said, these shows, we can kind of do whatever. And uh, he had sent me an email, and he's like, hey, I'm uh, going to be in Ohio, blah, blah, blah. You know, can I do a show? And we're like, yeah, man, sure, let's do it. And we thought him and Dr. Dan would be a perfect fit. Yeah. They brought out their literature during the middle of the match or the beginning of the match, reading it to each other. Jake Manning, the man scout. I could not believe got a police comeback chant. I'm not. I'm not even trying to sound disrespectful. I just couldn't believe that they loved it because yeah, like we've brought in like I don't want to call him like a gimmick performer, but like a kind of like a, a more of a character than a normal sports wrestler. entertainer. Yeah, a sports entertainer. We've brought that type of person in before, and if it works, it works. If not, it bombs horribly. Tracy Psycho Smasher Southern Sellout Psycho Smothers. No, that's a home run. <laughs> So we had the Man Scout, and then the very next match, we had another AIW well, can debut. Can I say one thing about the Man Scout? Of course you can. You know, all of our students are, you know, just getting their feet wet in professional wrestling. So the Man Scout walks in with his own gimmick table, a folding table, and all the students are going, oh, my God, can you believe this guy brought a table? Me and Thor is like, this is what they do in the South, man. They come prepared. Yeah, Tracy do, Smothers. Do, do some fucking research, man. Tracy Take a little Smothers. initiative. These Tracy fucking guys Smothers. just care about the Chinese buffet. Go yeah. get a fucking gimmick table some merch. Go watch a Southern Memphis tape, man. All all Southern performers have their own Stop tapes. Stop watching fucking edge matches and go get at some fucking <laughs> education. Tracy Smothers, man. Trade some tapes. Tracy Smothers, I've never seen that guy without a fucking card table in his trunk. He does, yeah. He always Everywhere carries Everywhere he it. goes, he brings a card table. Unless I'm... Uh, hey, John, can I just uh, set up right here at, next to... Next to the streamer stand. Rick, him and Ricky Morton brought two folding tables one time to AIW. I don't remember if it was the Shebang or a different show, but I had to hold Tracy's stuff because I happened to walk up while he was getting out of his car. He had to move the card table around because he knew he wasn't going to use it yeah. and then put it back in and everything. But he has I was like, it. Okay. This He's is got great. it at all times. Just yeah. like the man scout. <laughs> it's 
from the South, North Carolina. So awesome. There's your learning. Oh, and I do want to plug. He has a great podcast I've been listening to since I, I you know, he was on the show and I talked sure. to him. How did this get booked? Uh, it's really funny. This is the Man Scout. The Man Scout. Man Scout and another wrestler watch bad wrestling with like a guy that has nothing to do with wrestling. It's really funny. I got to put him over for that. All right. Fair enough. Uh, the next match was another student oriented one. It was Frankie Flynn, uh, but another AIW newcomer in Philly Collins. Oh, uh, Philly Collins was a star of Bachelor Party Championship Wrestling. This is 100% <laughs> how, how he got booked. Like I said, we don't know if we can, you know, book a lot of these guys on the regular shows, but Philly Collins was the star of Bachelor Party Championship Wrestling. Uh, so we saw an opportunity and uh, we went full on. And him and Frankie Flynn definitely could feud in real life over who thinks they have a more entertaining gimmick. Oh, absolutely. Both of them are 100% committed to their gimmicks. Very competitive, very eccentric, both of them. <laughs> yeah, both of them. Philly Collins loves to hug you. Oh, he's a hugger. Philly Collins is definitely, he's a hugger. And uh, he also is probably the last man on earth still believing in the airbrush. <laughs> keeps <laughs> keeps steady with the airbrush. He's keeping, I mean, he probably hit that mall with Laredo and Potato and hit the, hit, hit the airbrush stand. Uh, he is keeping airbrush alive. But I, I love that dude. Like, he's great. What I appreciate about Philly Collins, his first show there, but what a lot of people don't realize is, and they're not going to know this making or watching the DVD because it doesn't make it. Uh, we have guys come out during certain points of the show and they push shots and other drinks that Tequila Jackson's trying to sell that night. And Philly Collins was one of those guys on this night. Yeah. Uh, you know, the so the show was going like really fast, which is what like wrestling fans and the DVD watchers love. They love a fast show. They love, you know, I don't know. I personally never understand this. I when I was just a wrestling fan, I wanted to see as much wrestling as possible. I never wanted to end. Oh, once I got there, I wanted to be there the whole day. So now, you know, the kind of thought process is, you know, people want to talk about your pacing of your card and your placement, and everybody's like a booking expert on how things should be and things should flow like this and a show should be this long and you should have this many matches. Like, But so... The opposite thought of that is the bar that has hired us to come in and wants to sell a lot of alcohol. They want us right. to be there all night. Because so, just, uh, you know, like an easy, educated guess, if you're wrestling for four hours instead of two hours, you're going to make more money. Like, that's probably a 99% guarantee. Right. So, and you know, that's a lot of the times why everyone's like, man, why are your show so long? We're selling concessions, man. Yeah. We're selling concessions, and uh, pizza might be cold, but the money isn't. <laughs> well, the money could be cold, but it still gets used. We're businessmen, as we discussed last week. <laughs> However, going into the show, we found out we weren't too good a businessman because we uh, we were one hundred percent broke somehow. <laughs> uh, whole shebang, huge draw. Uh, we did we did the accounting, and then we realized, man, after we paid back all the debt we had, we don't have any money. We realized that, man. <laughs> We were running all those shows real, like so close together. Like it caught up. And the whole shebang was selling a lot of tickets, and the other ones were selling okay. Well, we, all the money goes to one place. We weren't really tracking it. So the whole shebang paid for uh, Girls' Night Out, paid for uh, Bloodsport. Against the World. Played for Against the World. Uh, this men show. And then it goes, I go, man, I'm like, fuck, we got to be rich after this show, right? We got to be rich. 
How much money we got? Yeah, we got uh a negative, you know. We owe we owe uh $3,000. I said I said, "Wait, what?" I said, "What do you mean?" <laughs> I said, "We just had 500 people two weeks like two weeks ago. We're fucking we had to make a more, killing. More than that. We had to make a killing. Well, you know, we had a couple debts that we weren't really following up on. We weren't keeping track of. So going into Mentor, Season of the Witch, we were pretty close to saying, like, oh, fuck, we can't do this anymore. We're ta- we're 100% tapped out. And uh this the, which, right prior to this show. Which, which I know is hard for people to believe who watch that whole shebang show, but... We aren't that good of businessmen as we've we discovered. And the the thing that made it even worse is this is all during the TNA is broke uh stories, you know, breaking and circulating and all that. And I'm reading that and I'm like, Oh man, this is pretty interesting and then I go, Hey man, how are we doing on money? Uh, not good. <laughs> and uh just like TNA, our credit cards stopped working because we sent Kurt Hertz who uh we talked about before. Kurt Hertz on a beer run and somehow We've had this credit card probably, probably, what, six, seven years? Yeah. Fucking first time it's ever been. He We sent him for the beer. Somehow he did something where. This it, fucking guy. It, he's a fucking it, IT guy. So he's. It fu- shuts down our credit card. I'm on the phone <laughs> he's with probably tra- He's probably trying to fucking copy the chip in it or something. This fucking nerd, Kurt Hurts. I had to be on the phone with PayPal kidding, over Kurt, and over you. and over going, like, I need this card back. And they're like, well, sir are all these charges yours, and they had to go back six months. And I'm like, yeah, Micro Center, okay, you know, eBay this, uh, Amazon this, uh, Giant Eagle for $250. Yeah, that's me. Okay, we'll put your card back on. <laughs> so all this going on. Also, I did leave Big and Stranded at Steak and Shake, though. Oh, yeah. He over, this, over this credit card situation. He bounced. and the <laughs> that, lady, day, that day? That's yeah. a season of The Witch? The lady keeps <laughs> swiping. And I, she, because I'm like, oh, like we'll put, you know, because we try to always, the night of the show, we'll always try to get AIW to buy at least our dinners. That's what we pay ourselves with, basically. Yeah, yeah. fucking top of the line, dude. We're at steak and shake. Steak and shake. Steak and shake. So Thorn bounces, and I'm like, oh, I'll take care of it. So I'm swiping this card. I'm swiping this card. The poor lady is like, by the fifth or sixth swipe, is like, sir, your credit card is not working. <laughs> So I go I get my a t- car. I, I get a I get a text that goes, "Hey man, can you come back? The credit card's not working." And I just acted like I didn't see it. No, you got back like 15 minutes later. I hadn't figured it out. <laughs> I was hoping Biggins was gonna have to do a little fucking do so a little work around the steak and shake. I went to my shake. car and I'm just trying to teach him a little work ethic, <laughs> yeah. man. I'm digging around in my car and I find the fifteen dollars to cover us, and I find exactly fifteen dollars in singles and change in my car. And I go back in. I go, ma'am. The bill is fifteen dollars. I have fifteen eleven. I'm like, I'm sorry about your tip. I'll get you next time. Which the entire time we were taking shake, I was just talking to this lady about what a big tip she's about to get. Yeah, yeah. Well, you were offering two tips, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> oh, well, now things got aggressive at the season of the witch and afterwards. What about going into the show though? We also found out because we're in Cleveland. The Cleveland Indians had a playoff game that day. Is that the yeah, ALCS? Is, I think even. So this is this is a plus Ohio State. This is another problem that I don't think people realize when you're scheduling events and stuff like that. You can't you can't plan a schedule around playoffs. A team going to the playoffs, and and especially you know like we talked on last episode about Mount Carmel has all the church events or right. weddings or basketball games or 
any kind of thing like that. Well, Tequila Jacks runs concerts. They run comedy shows. So, like, for them to give us a date, they have – there are certain dates that they can have wrestling. So, you know, they give us this date, you know, two months in advance or whatever it was. So it's just like, okay, yeah, man, cool. October 15th, let's do it. Well, we didn't know the Indians were going to be in the playoffs. We didn't know the Indians were going to play that day three hours before the show started. And then Ohio State also has a big game at 8 p.m. Right. You know, these are the kind of things that, like, you're, the dumb obstacles that I don't think people even realize that you are forced to kind of, you, you got to roll with it, you know? And, like, so we find out we're basically broke, and then we got to go against the fucking Indians game <laughs> and the fucking Ohio State game. And usually we'll have a certain amount of money, like, in our accounts, to like just be like a buffer between shows like you know if you have to take a hit you take a hit because thorne and i are at the point where we're not putting any personal dough in yeah uh, i mean it's you know those days are those days have have funded the early 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 aiw and that's when i pretty much wasn't a like a fucking adult you know i didn't have any responsibility now i you know i have like bills like real life adult problems that suck so it's just kind of like fuck man like what do we do we can't take the hit you know like but we also don't want to cancel show for because people did buy tickets you know so it's just kind of like and you know we did have people booked and you know holding the date so just kind of like what do you do you know and like it seems like every fly-by-night operation like i noticed we have a lot of this in like you know our local market and it's everywhere in the independence is you see these cards and it'd be 25 names on it and you're like, in your mind, you're thinking, like a fan just looking at that goes, oh, my God, this is like a super card. But then me and Thorne look at it and go, this guy is this much, this guy. And the numbers don't add up. Yeah. And a lot of times you get to the show and those 25 names, maybe they have 13 of them. Maybe they have five of them because they go, well, we gave you this. But, you know, the initial thing was, you know, the fans trusted that you were going to have the 25 people there. And like our big thing is. We never want to cancel and we never want to disappoint the fans because they're the ones that support us because we're not supporting, you know, this on our own. Yeah. And like we don't we also don't want to cancel the talent. You know what I mean? Right. Because these guys, you know, they none of them work exclusively for us. You know, it's just kind of like handshake agreement on and the like, independence. You're talking about like, you know, Sanjay and Swaggle. A lot of times we could be booking guys as soon as we get a date. So we could be booking them six months out. So unless there's some, you know, huge catastrophe, like, I don't think it's right to be like, well, you held this date for six months. Well, day of the show, we can't use you, you know? So it's kind of like we're facing a dilemma going into this show. Like, what do we do? You know what I mean? Like, fucking, you know, like, half of us, you know, we're cheering for the Indians, but then the promoter, half of us is kind of like, man, maybe hope, hoping they can't pull it out. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, and, people and pray, are crazy. praying that there's just a finish because if it went into overtime. Yeah. Because literally doors They call it opened, extra innings in, in baseball. Yeah. Chandler. Yeah. Doors <laughs> opened. Doors opened during the ninth inning. Yeah. And as soon as the Indians, I can't remember, did they win? Did yeah, they, they win. Yeah, yeah, thankfully it was a day game too. Okay, so they but won. Still, they, right. But still, it was a day game at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Which everybody's going to be downtown well, drinking. and Yeah. Literally, in the next 20 to 30 minutes, the entire crowd came. Yeah. Because when doors opened, there was nobody there. Yeah, I mean, I remember I look, doors are open after this Laredo kid disappearance, 
you know, that I caught. And I go and I look and I go, holy shit. Like, it's time It's time to fucking uh, reassess my life right here and now. It was kind of like, like, I've never felt that kind of fear in my entire life because it's just like everything's been going so good for a while. And it's just like to walk out and see that where like there was literally not even one row of people. I would say probably five to ten people. And I was just like, holy shit. And it's just like we made we, we made that decision like, you know, it's like. What do we do? And it's like, let's ride it out. Like, let's because go I for said, it. I said, look at the prepaid emissions. I go, there's four people here from that. And I go, that whole list is still to come. And like, you know, I would say maybe 10 to 15 percent of pre-sales don't come, you know, for whatever reason. Like, you know, you buy tickets, you make other plans or whatever. Yeah. Like, there's always a certain percentage that doesn't come on the sheet. But like it was 90 percent of the people weren't there yet. So I'm like, they're going to be here. Or they bought tickets like I'm thinking like they bought tickets and then they realized the Indians were playing and they're like, fuck it. I'm going downtown. I'm going yeah. to drink. I'm going to the game. Like yeah, cause this is like the midst of the Indians hottest. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's like, fuck man. Like what the fuck? Like I've never, never felt like that. And then, and then I'll tell you what reassured me. And I didn't even tell him cause he, he almost Laredo kid ghost after he saw the crowd. Oh yeah. Like I'm like, <laughs> You're like, Laredo, hold like, up. I'm ready to, like, pull the plug at, like, the drop of a hat because it's just, like, it's so, like, people don't understand, like, the stress and the, like, the burden that is to, like, it's not only the fans, but, like, you're holding people's livelihood, essentially, like, trying to pay these guys in your hands and you you know that you don't have enough money in your personal bank account to make it, right? That's stressful shit, man. For sure, for sure. and... Also, like, you know, we made a big deal to the students about, like, you know, this is going to be great for you guys. It's a good showcase. Right. But the thing that rest assured my thing was uh, there's, like, a bar down the road. And uh, AIW. <laughs> not using words right. Reassured. <laughs> yeah, yeah, reassured, whatever. Yeah, Periphery. there you go, guys. Uh, AIW fan Adam Laporta texted me, and he goes, oh, yeah, we're down the road. We got about 30 people here, and we're all watching the Indians game. We'll be right there. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, there Thank you go. You. They were pre-gaming because they couldn't get into Tequila Jacks. Yeah. Well, because well, and Tequila Jacks charges stadium prices when he had W's in town. That's true. Tequila Jacks, God love them because they book us, but uh, they they're the only place I've ever seen that does not list drink prices. That uh, it changes. To, <laughs> if Steve Guy goes to the bar, it's eight bucks. Thorn goes to the bar, it's four dollars. Right. I go to the bar, it's seven bucks. I think the I I think the Duke spent uh like eighty seven dollars on like five draft beers or something like that. <laughs> like well, there, he was like, "Holy shit!" There was somebody on this card that left, and their tab right wasn't paid, or they left their credit card or oh, something. Oh, it was a it was it was uh Eric Ryan's roommate left, <laughs> yeah, and uh, they came out and they're like, "Who is this guy?" Uh, he didn't pay his tab, and I. I call Eric Ryan and he's like, "Yeah, you know, that's my roommate." Uh he goes, "How much is the tab?" And they go, "$147." <laughs> and I was like, "Holy shit." We're like, "What did you order?" And he's like, "Yeah, about a six-pack." <laughs> Everything. Well, and back to the card itself uh cuz we're running out of time, although we can go as long as Which we want. Which I will just say to. about the crowd, like it's not WrestleMania 3. But it did fill in, and the bar was happy. It we did. were happy. Like, it's not... And we covered our expenses. Yeah, thank, that's the number one thing. Thank fucking God. Yeah. Because 
all, like, dude, I was about ready to just, like, disappear and fucking, like, vanish off the earth. I was ready to, like, delete my Twitter and just, like, go total ghost mode. (laughs) Well, one guy who you absolutely wouldn't notice whether or not he disappeared made his debut on this card. He is one of the AIW students. He was in a tag match, the seven-foot savage, PB Smooth. Peanut butter smooth. (laughs) Peanut butter crunchy. Wake the fuck up! (laughs) What did you think going into that? I mean, that was going to be a a weird match in itself because it's he and Gary the King Baller with the weird world. We get this email uh, probably about a year ago, and it says, Hi, I'm a friend of John, fabulous John McChesney, uh, big league John McChesney. Shout out the fabulous. What's up, Fab? (laughs) And uh, I'm a rapper. Sorry. (laughs) Here we go with the entrance music, dude. I love entrance music. Yeah. So he hits us up and he's like, uh, you know, I'm a trainee out of Erie, Pennsylvania. I'm training with uh, PWR in Erie. He goes, I want to come to your show, you know, your school for more experience. And it's exactly what Britt Baker did and uh, Alex Daniels and Joshua Singh. So we're like, yeah, come come on down. This guy walks in. He's a former collegiate basketball player and he's seven feet tall. You could just see the money in him immediately. And then... <laughs> Cha-ching. Yeah. ching not, not that we get anything out of it at all, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, we don't get the 20% uh, at Roland Alexander. We're just looking like, oh, man, that's another that's another SmackDown comp ticket guy. <laughs> Kurt Hawkins could get his third row. This guy get his second row. So we were looking at this guy, and uh, uh, a famous wrestler once said after seeing this guy, he goes, how do I buy stock in this guy? I want to be in the PB Smooth business. Yeah, like, because, <laughs> like, I mean – the dude's money and then he's only like he's only 24 years old and you talk to him and you will not find a more intelligent like he's a he's a corporate guy well-spoken well-spoken super nice nicest dude on the planet yeah he's like he's like a like you know he has you know college educated corporate like he's from the hofstra yeah he's from the he's from the like the corporate world uh and then you're so you're just going down the check you're looking at this guy and you're like this dude is like Every athlete you've ever seen on television. He's seven foot tall. He's jacked, tattoos everywhere. And then he's just, just like personality. He has the personality of like a guy you a famous athlete. Like he just has like, that like he's just the nicest dude ever. And it's just like Oh my god. You know what I mean? Like And like he comes in here and I've never seen a guy that's more hungry. Like he just all he does oh, yeah. is want it. He just wants it. And like you know, from his first day, you know, he's seven foot tall. You know, this isn't the WWE. We have a 16 by 16 ring. You know, right. there, there, there's not a lot of room for PB Smooth in that ring. But this dude, God love him. He's doing all the roles and everything Gargano's showing him. And Lucha. Trying to do the Lucha spots and the Lucha drills that when Candace was running the classes. And, you know, he's, you know, jumping up on the top rope as best he can. And, uh, and the thing is, is like... There's some times where he would fall on his face, but he would get back up and sh- keep trying. They, there was no stopping this guy. And, you know, he's one of the guys that's like, hey, who do I watch? What can I watch? Here's my match from this weekend. Because, you know, he is, you know, actively, you know, wrestling elsewhere. You know, it's not like like he said, we didn't get him from scratch. He just came. He right. wanted to get better. The, like the extra seasoning that we've been putting on people also. And, uh, you know, he's just one of those guys that's always like, hey, man, can you watch my match? Hey, uh can you name me five wrestlers that I should watch? Uh, like he is so like, and like such a student of the game right now. He brings notebooks and he's like, 
I liked when Big Boss Man did this, but how can I make it my own? And like he'll listen to everybody. He has, you know, he always wants input. He's the fucking man. And just like you know, just like Britt Baker, you know, this guy's commuting from Erie, PA. It's closer, but I mean, it's still that's About two hours. Th- yeah, that's it's still ninety minutes each way. You yeah. know, he comes every Tuesday and Thursday. Um, you know, and so we wanted to gi- we wanted to give him an opportunity, and this was you know this was the perfect spot. You know, not you know and. If you're coming to AIW shows, you've seen him just around. You know, he's he's super humble and, and on the team. You know, you've seen him selling beer tickets. You've seen him checking wristbands. You know, you've, you've seen him do all these jobs that we talked about earlier. It's so funny because, like, you know, you talk about pro wrestlers being larger than life. This guy has easily done probably about every task it shows. Yeah. But so many AIW regulars were like, Oh my God! I've seen this guy before, but I never realized how big he was when he came out oiled up in the entrance. Place. Yeah, because you know he's just sitting down, you know, behind a table, like selling beer tickets or selling, uh, you know, I think one sh- like a couple shows he was selling streamers. And then- <laughs> yeah. I think he, we put him on like magazine duty one time. Yeah, so I mean, it was cool to be able to give him uh, that kind of you know opportunity in a lower pressure situation, you know, and kind of gradually introduce him to you know. A, a bigger audience not not necessarily in the crowd but you know on the dvd and the you know in the video world uh because this dude wants to make it i've never seen somebody that wants to make it more than and him. my number one 2017 wish is him versus hornswoggle <laughs> okay he's seven feet tall you hit the means to make it happen it's so, gonna happen i'm telling you well because again we're we're trying to keep this as uh short well, as possible we'll just do a as quick po- quick thing right now well, Jeff Cobb, first time we ever met him, we booked him uh, a couple, like, just like the Man Scout, a couple people have recommended him. Well, yeah, and, you know, we want to, as much as, you know, we want to give the students opportunities, we realize we still got to give some feature matches, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we, so, like, we had the Laredo Kid versus Gringo Loco versus Triton. Uh, Triton. You know, and, like, uh, we wanted to do, you know, Ray Rowe versus Jeff Cobb because you're there's not a lot of places you're going to see that matchup happen. It was incredible. And very similar backgrounds. They were collegiate wrestlers. and Yeah. Jeff so, Cobb was in the Olympics. Even. Exactly. So, you know, as much as this is these shows are about getting the students opportunity, we realize we got to, you know, we got to put the regular roster out there, too, in some in some interesting situations. So, we got to get good hot tub reviews. Yeah. Shout out to the Sean Two Cents, baby. But, uh. Yeah, we gotta we gotta do things, you know, to keep you know AIW's quality up because you never right. know how the students are gonna do. You know, they could they could kill it at at the training center and things could go wrong when they get in front of a live crowd. So you know that that's a match that it just happened that both guys line you know were available and that's something that we wanted to be the first to do and that's the first time they ever wrestled each other and, and they were both pumped about doing that and like you know they fucking went balls to the wall and. They were just like, what you know? What do you want? And I said, you guys can have as much time as you want and do whatever the fuck you want. And they were just killing it. I didn't even see the full match because I was handling some business stuff. But, like, the reactions of the crowd and just what I saw, like, I think that match single-handedly, if you're going to blow the nine ninety nine to buy the MP4 or whatever, do it for that, you know? And then yeah. the students are just the, yeah, and if you, the icing. Yeah, and if you like the students, you like the students. If, you know, you don't, you don't. But, you know... That match, the Ray Rovers Jeff Cobb match is worth nine ninety nine alone, and then you know the Laredo Kid Gringo Loco Triton match, those like 
those dudes were doing shit that I thought that they were going to hit their heads. They on were the everywhere. Like, yeah. I like and like it looks. You know, sometimes when you see somebody wrestle and it looks like they're putting in so much effort, like not that these guys aren't putting in effort, but the moves they're doing, it looks like they were born like doing a plancha. Yeah. And like Tequila Jacks is like a small concert club. So the ceiling is not it's not Mont Carmel. It's not a gym. And like they're doing like fucking acai moonsaults and like all this crazy shit. And I was like. Dude, Laredo Kid is going to kill himself in no this building. No regard for anything around them. They knocked out a light. I was gonna say, yeah, they were digging down the lighting at one point. Oh, yeah. They're just flying. They're like, just everywhere. Yeah, they hit the like the lighting rig and it falls into the crowd. Luckily, somebody grabbed it before it <laughs> fucking killed somebody. It, and actually, one, one of the bright spots, as we talk about lights, but one of the, the bright spots and, and biggest moments of the entire night actually wasn't a student match. We had Kaplan and Dom Garini. Oh, my God. Just sitting down in the middle of the ring. That just, was like that's like our like that's our mine and Biggins like dream sort of indie wrestling that old down and dirty fucking. There's uh, a reason why in 2007 we were pushing so hard to book Necro Butcher and Drake Younger because they were like my two favorite guys. That just like down and dirty and like let's saying, fucking like, let's hook it up and do it. You know it's like it's and that's no disrespect to any other sort of genre or type of wrestling. It's just like. That's the shit that we loved is like that just fucking somewhat dangerous. Like maybe that's oh. real. Maybe it's not. It's, it's, the yeah. thing, it's the thing that launched UFC. Why so many people cared about UFC at first is you do not know what you're going to see. And it's, you know, we're putting a barroom brawler versus a trained fighter. And it's like it's like everybody talks at the bar when they're drunk. Who would win in a fight? Is it a bear or a lion? Yeah. yeah and like. These guys, like, like Dominic Greeny is, you know, definitely a, a, a well, well uh, decorated, you know, fighter. However, he is also a fucking huge independent wrestling fan of, you know, like, like the two thousand. Oh yeah, loves you know, everything. Like, yeah, you know, like early IWA Mid South stuff. Like he loves that. His time DVD frame. collection is vast. Oh yeah, I mean, this dude probably has a thousand indie DVDs. And, you know, Kaplan don't know shit about indie wrestling. He just knows... I'm a fighter. ...that he likes wrestling. Like, Kaplan, all Kaplan ever knew was WWE. But... Cap- oh, ECW also, because he owns an oh, FBI shirt. he loves... The, oh, that's right. He knew ECW, because he loves little Guido. Uh, but <laughs> Who doesn't? He just sent me a text that said he can't wait to party soon. <laughs> Gotta get him on the podcast. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, uh, so, these guys... Like, Kaplan is... We have trained him, but I don't know if any of it has fucking like sunk in. <laughs> How was that kicked at warped? Oh my god, dude! That, like I thought my insides came out of my fucking <laughs> mouth. Like it was disgusting. Like he is, like I could never be like, "Hey guys, you should book Kaplan," unless it's like the Carnage Cup, because like he would fit in perfect there. You know, like I like he is dangerous. Kaplan don't don't give a fuck either. You know what I mean? Like he knows what he wants to be, and he knows, you know, what he's got to do to be that. And he don't care. Kaplan don't care about wrestling anywhere but AIW. That's that's a fact. Uh, so <laughs> Jack. they just went out and face the facts. Kurt Hawkins shout out, but uh, they went out and they fucking killed each other, and it was awesome. I mean. I don't know how the modern fan is going to like that style. It's of, definitely a throwback. It's definitely dangerous, 
and it's risky. And, you know, I know a lot of people don't like watching stuff like that now. So if you don't want, like that, skip it. But I loved it, and they fucking killed it. Like, it was uh, it was a spectacle. You couldn't look away. Oh, the crowd there loved it. Uh, if you want to know what we're talking about, obviously buy the DVD, buy the MP4, stream it. Uh, I mean, the best way to explain it is these two literally just put two chairs in the middle of the ring at one point in their match and started swinging, taking turns. Uh, the show also featured uh, Eric Ryan and Alex Daniels for Alex's intense title. And uh, I was disappointed no girls this show. I'm very sorry. Yeah. And uh, Brian Carson taking on Rex Brody in his new outfit. Oh, Rex Brody's got some good gear, man. Which I think we all we all can agree Rex Brody may now have the best gear in the biz. Oh, dude. He's like... Rex Brody had some shitty gear for a long time, and I think uh, he finally realized it's time to invest in himself. And uh, this dude came with the fucking I, like evil Knievel. He went awesome. to Mexico. He went to Mexico or something and got some fucking gear. I don't know where he got this shit from, but he looked like a million bucks. And that match was fucking great as well. Uh, you know, it, like I said, it's a different vibe of show, but that doesn't make it a bad show it's just a whole different kind of mindset going into booking and running those shows but i would say they're almost more more fun at least for us because and well not this one per se but they're more fun for us because it is a lower pressure you know we're not dealing with the full full crowd and we're not dealing with you know all the pressure of my caramel show that's like a pay-per-view this is like our like tv and also you know think uh I, I want everyone to kind of harass uh, Mike Robles from Smart Mark Video on Twitter to uh, get get the footage of uh, when we sent Kaplan and Worldwide out to sell some shots when they were legitimately drunk off their ass already, and Kaplan just decides he's gonna uh, do a moonsault onto nothing. Onto I was supposed Glass to be onto Worldwide's pocket. Yeah. It was onto Worldwide's jacket because yeah, they had already attacked. And he had it. fucking beer bottles in his pocket and got himself all fucking cut up like an idiot. Sounds uh, right. And they, you know, they went off on a tangent trying to sell shots, and then I don't know, like, what happened, but they, that was a spectacle. But I made sure to say, don't include that on the DVD. <laughs> a lot well, of stuff got cut out. That is going to uh, pretty much wrap it up here. the The show is called "The Season of the Witch." Make sure you check it out on DVD, MP4s, anywhere you can grab it. Make sure you grab it from Smart Mark Video one of our wonderful partners and sponsors. We also want to thank Angelo's Pizza, who uh, if you have been to our, you were at our Double Dare show, because this is airing after that fact, you got yourself this some award-winning, award-winning Angelo's Pizza. I thought we'd do it live. We'd do it live. Not this time. Uh, award-winning Angelo's Pizza. They're on Madison Avenue in Lakewood. Like I would be up Monday morning at 8.30. And guys, please please buy a DVD or something because we spent a lot of money on this podcast stuff and so we give much. it to you and we give it to you free of charge every single Monday go to shop.aiwrestling.com smartmarkvideo.com and even coltmerch.com but we don't get any of that and jackprince.com one of J-A-K. our other sponsors jak Prince.com. Any yeah. final words there? Besides, yeah, I mean, um, we're just, you know, we're trying to pay the bills. We, uh, you know, we talked about being broke and then we fucking dumbly spent $1,000 on podcast equipment when we make hey no money off of it. Yeah, I mean, we, look, this we is wanna... a fucking Biggins purchase impulsively on a Saturday afternoon. Thorn goes, Thorn goes, we should shut the podcast down. I go, we can't, man. I just bought all the shit. <laughs> This fucking guy, man. Look, we even gave you folks some bonus material here because we went off the rails a bit. This this show longer than usual. Hey, man, patreon.com 
AIW or whatever. Slash A wrestling. Slash I mean, I, wrestling. I still haven't figured out how it works. A little people are mad at me because I just am treating it like a Kickstarter. But give us some money. Give us a dollar a month, something. We got to... We we got about not a rent to pay around this place. We got about nine hundred and ninety nine more dollars to go before we pay off this fucking podcast investment Biggins made. Yeah, I guess I should say if you or someone you know has a business and you would like to sponsor AIW in any way, we could put signs and banners up throughout Mount Carmel when we have shows. So of course, those will be seen on the DVDs on the YouTube. You can sponsor the if you wrap pay up my show. car payment. I'll wrap my car. <laughs> there you go. Biggins will wrap his car. Uh, email me. Steve at AIWrestling.com. Talking about being businessmen. How'd you get an AIWrestling.com email? I stole my AOL, bro. Man, John Thorne hooked it up. Man, you I just a YouTube how-to video to how to make an email. There it is. <laughs> that did it. Uh, that's going to do it here for us on AIW's The Card is Going to Change. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks. I'm going to start editing that thanks out, man. <laughs>